Hello everyone, this is Jonathan Little. I'm here today with episode 186 of Weekly Poker Hand. Here we have a fun one, again, from the $10,000 buy-in World Series of Poker event. It's a six-handed tournament that I made a very deep run in. And we are very near the bubble. I don't exactly remember how many people paid in this tournament, but if it was 18, we were down to maybe 19 or 20 players, and I think that's what it was. Or perhaps they paid something like 30, and we were down to 20 or 32. I don't quite recall, but it doesn't really matter for the purpose of this hand. In this situation, a somewhat standard player raised to 12,000 from under the gun six-handed, which is the low jack seat, and I get ace, ten of diamonds on the button. Now, I am the big stack at my table, but notice, not by a whole lot. I have 430,000, and the initial opener has 400,000, um, but we are two of the biggest stacks in the tournament, so... I'm not really trying to tangle with this player. I'm not trying to push them off of their hand or anything like that because at the end of the day, we really are winning only four big blinds in a situation where we, we could potentially risk a ton. And I really don't want to risk a ton. So I'm just going to call with Ace-10 suited in position. This seems like a great spot to see a flop and go from there. Um, quite often, we're going to end up playing a very medium-sized pot after the flop in position against the initial opener, and that's fine. Like, if you told me we're going to win or lose 50,000 chips in this hand, that's certainly acceptable. Instead, though, uh, the small blind folds, and now Jake Schindler, a very good, loose, aggressive player, who I, I think likes to take a lot of aggressive lines before the flop in spots like this, and also post-flop. He's just generally an aggressive player, in a good manner. He makes it 55,000 from the big blind. Huh. So... This is an interesting scenario because, in general, it's not the medium stacks you see trying to push around the big stacks. However, I imagine Jake probably thinks I have a non-nut hand because I did not re-raise, although I would probably also call here with some of my hands like ace-king or ace-queen for the same reason I'm calling with ace-10 suited. I don't really want to play for all the money against the only other player at the table who could actually significantly hurt my stack. And um, for that reason, he probably isn't so worried about me. Now, the initial raiser he probably does have to worry about, but Jake does make a big re-raise to where he's going to get a decent amount of folds. If the initial raiser has something like king-queen or ace-10 or pocket sixes, he's probably just going to fold, right? So this is a, an interesting squeeze spot. I probably would not have done this very often, but he decides to go for it. The initial raiser folds, and now it's back to me with the ace-10 of diamonds. So, again, we are on the bubble. And knowing we're on the bubble, do I think Jake Schindler wants to go broke? That's really the question. And if you can make any sort of live read, you certainly should. I have no live reads on Jake Schindler, really, because he's a good player. And because of that, I, I think this is a situation where you really do just want to look at the ICM implications and try to figure out, is this a spot where your particular opponent will get out of line and try to steal this pot? And uh, I think it is. If, if I had to pick a player who I think would attack these spots pretty aggressively, it would be Jake Schindler. And sure enough, here he is re-raising in the spot that I think is ripe for him to attack. Therefore, what should I do? Well, I'm certainly not folding. So we have two real options. We can either call and see a flop in position, or I can go all in, or I can re-raise. So we have I guess, three real options. I don't really like calling because that lets him realize whatever equity he has. Imagine he's bluffing with ace-five suited and it randomly comes with a five. Well, then he's going to win the pot a lot of the time and that's bad for me. Imagine he has king-queen. Same story, right? If he gets there, he's going to win the pot. 
Also, though, if he doesn't get there, he's often going to win the pot because he's going to be making bets on the flop and the turn, and that's going to make me fold out the best hand sometimes. So um, I'm not a big fan of calling. I could re-raise to something like 125 with the intention of folding if he shoves for 300 total. But the problem with that is once I put in 125 or even 100, I'm getting two to one or better pot odds, in which case I need to win about 33% of the time to break even. Obviously, we are on the bubble, so I need to be a little bit tighter, a little bit better than that. But it's hard to not win about 35 or 40% of the time with ace 10 suited. So I'm not a big fan of re-raising small. What about going all in? Well, if I go all in, clearly he's going to call me most of the time when I'm beat, but he may actually fold out ace jack or um, the worst pairs. Like say he does have nines, eight, seven, so those hands that are flipping. And that's pretty nice. Also, we take away all of his equity whenever he folds. If he has a hand like king-queen, which would be great because that's a hand that we're just slightly ahead against that we can make fold. Also, he could just have random stuff like king-four offsuit <laughs> that that will definitely fold. And that is another hand that has equity and is going to make me play incorrectly after the flop some portion of the time by making me fold the best hand. So um, all of this taken into account. Also, one more Big factor here. If I shove and lose, I still will end up with about 20 big blinds on the bubble. And there were plenty of short stacks on this bubble. So I think this is a pretty great spot to go all in. And this is definitely what I would do every time. It's kind of interesting. A lot of people think that when the initial raiser raises, if I don't re-raise, well, now I just can't re-raise anymore. The thing is, though, is I really did not want to tangle with the initial opener's raise given he's probably raising a reasonable range and has a big stack that can almost bust me. But now that Jake Schindler's re-raising, I think his range is significantly wider than the initial opener's range. And now my ace-10 suited becomes a much better hand. So anyway, I'm going to shove. Not necessarily because ace-10 suited's great, but um, just because we expect to pick this up a ton. I actually missed the small blind called as well, which makes Schindler squeeze even more obvious in my mind. So I apologize for that, but it doesn't really change anything. If it was just three ways, I would have shoved as well. Uh, the small blind caller is often going to be very weak. So we're not concerned with that player at all. So I do shove Jake Schindler folds and we pick up a nice pot. And this is the type of thing you want to look for on the bubble. You want to try to find spots where people are really getting out of line and trying to steal pots that don't belong to them. And if you can find those spots, don't be afraid to get out of line and steal them. And that's exactly what we did here. So um, we end up picking up a nice, goodness, I guess 70,000 chips on the bubble. And from there, that will give me a nice chip lead at my table, which will now make the initial razor have to be a little bit tighter and will hopefully let me bully my way to the chip lead in the tournament on this bubble. So that's going to be it for this hand for Weekly Poker Hand. I want to thank you all again for being here. If you have any questions or comments, definitely let me know on Twitter. And also, if you have not already, sign up for PokerCoaching.com. It's completely free to sign up for a week. We have tons of quizzes. You can go through and binge them and then cancel on me if you want. But I want you all to get better at poker. And if you love Weekly Poker Hand, you will certainly love PokerCoaching.com. It is just like this except for more interactive. So check it out. And I'll be back next week with another fun poker hand.